Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vegan Snack Attack. It's me, it's John, and I am here with Jeff Souter. He is a photographer who takes the most amazing photos of vegan food you might ever see. Uh, and, and I started following him on Instagram maybe a few months ago, and man, I am glad I've done that. Although it's probably contributed to some weight gain because <laughs> I just see the food and I want to eat everything. And um, it's also probably... I uh, put a dent in my bank account because he goes to so many great restaurants, and I'm just like, I need to go to restaurants immediately. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you uh, for having me. No, this this is great. Um, something that I always want to get through with this show is just connecting the vegan community. Uh, and we talked about this earlier, but it's, you know, what, whether you're a touring musician or a comedian who's vegan or... Uh, you write a cookbook or you have a restaurant, um, it's, you know, to me, it's the same type of impact as somebody who's just getting the word out there about how amazing vegan food can be. And you do that through images. Um, is it, do you pretty much only do it through Instagram? No, I actually, I have a Facebook um, uh, fan page and then I have my own website as well. Um, mm -hmm. The problem with Instagram is that they, they cut you down on these little tiny squares. Yeah. So, and you can't, you can play with it, but it's a little bit harder when you've got a, a like a more rectangular frame to play with. Mm -hmm. You can you can add more elements to it and make it a little bit nicer looking. So Instagram is kind of my public relations, oh, my okay. public way out. But there's much more. There's much of a deeper dive uh -huh. into it. And let's quickly just talk about photography and your background with it. I mean, is photographing vegan food pretty much your deal? So it's it's funny that you ask. Um, when when I was in high school, all those years ago before cell phones and, and digital cameras. I and remember the time. <laughs> uh, I did a lot of uh, film photography, black and white photography on a Pentax K1000. And you know, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, a real, the Volkswagen Beetle of yeah. cameras. And uh, I had a lot of fun with it. It was really great. Um, and um, it just, I, and when I hit my early 20s and I had to start supporting myself, um, it became too expensive of a hobby to keep doing. So right. I, I let it go. And uh, about a year ago, um, I had a buddy that was working in uh, wedding photography. And I was always taking pictures with my phone and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But I had a, a buddy of mine who was working with uh, wedding photography and that kind of stuff. And I thought, oh, this is really cool. I'll check it out. And I ended up buying a camera. And I started doing, um, like, fashion photography. Oh, yeah? Um, and, uh, you know, models and, and that kind of stuff. You know, I, I did, I think, 10 or 15 shoots. And I was getting okay with it. But the problem is, is that... Models are a pain in the ass. They show up late. They want to leave early. They're hungry. They always need hair and makeup. They always need all this other stuff. So I kind of got a little frustrated with that. And uh, I started taking pictures of food because food, mm -hmm. you know, to me was a really beautiful thing. And I thought maybe that I could change, you know, a little bit of people's minds about what vegan food actually is. Right. And uh, I took a picture and it was absolutely horrible. I mean, it was just like complete completely unappetizing it was just the worst photograph of food you've ever could have imagined this was like about two months ago or three months ago and uh 
I was like, I have to do better. I hate not doing something perfectly. Mm -hmm. And after that, I just started really digging into it and learning all the techniques. And uh, now my, my, my mission has reformed to starting to show people that vegan food can be amazingly delicious and do that through photography. And, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, your photographs, not only do they just show something that is pleasing to the eye, but it, you look at it and you're just like, that thing has to taste amazing. Like, there's no way that that thing doesn't taste incredible. Uh, actually, yesterday I saw that you went to Shojin, yep. which I've talked about numerous times on, on this podcast, and there was some sort of like cube type dessert yeah. item. What was that? It was, a, I, I don't know, a blocko chocolate. Okay. <laughs> was it amazing? It was, um, it was just short of amazing i'm Ooh. amazing Ooh. is amazing is a, right. a thing that i give very infrequently okay um, it was just short of amazing it was, it was a little bit too dry for me oh, but okay but for a vegan chocolate cake it was it was pretty close so what out there is amazing to you what out there is amazing to me um actually the other picture that i put up uh last night which is the dynamite roll oh. That it melts in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it literally it just goes into your mouth, and it it almost just blossoms with different flavors. It absolutely and does, and it you know like a few seconds later, there's a little kick to it. Yeah, oh, and, it, and it's so good. The spike. It, I love when food tells a story, right? Mm -hmm. So food, very much like a picture or a movie, you know, you get your first initial taste and then you get, you know, that second spike of, you know, maybe a little bit of spice and then mm -hmm. it cools off into the aftertaste. And that can sometimes be so dramatic that it, that it tells a story. And for me, that's what that role from Shojin does. Mm -hmm. is it, it literally just pulls you into this very short taste story. And right. That oh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, whenever I take people to Shojin who have never been there before, I... Uh, Usually they'll say, you know, you know this place, you should order some things. And I'll usually stick with three rolls there. And I like them in a certain order. Right. Because it tells a story. And, you you know, one thing balances out the other thing in different ways. You know, um, I always like to start with the Yellow Magic Orchestra, mm -hmm. which has, I think it's like a, like a tempura pumpkin yeah, on it and it's it's just really delicious it's just a great way to ease yourself into it it's not too spicy it's not too crazy um then i like to do the uh pirates of the crunchy mm -hmm. we did that too yeah which kind of just like takes it up to the next level and then the dynamite roll which right. just like explosion in the mouth right insanity <laughs> sorry for everybody foodgasm we're, yeah. we're drooling over here yeah the mics off <laughs> oh it's it's incredible and i swear i don't get a kickback from them at all i pay full price every single time i go there which is frequently yeah um but yeah that place is incredible um and so you you live here in los angeles mm -hmm. and uh we were speaking earlier we'll talk about it a little bit more um Talking about travel, so you you were telling me earlier that you you don't really travel a lot, but you're looking to do a little bit of that. Yeah, I um, I I spent the first thirty some odd years of my life um, really being focused on my day job and my work, and uh, it's time for me to take a step back and start enjoying some of the things that that life has to offer. Like sure, you know, going on a vegan adventure almost my wife um who by the way uh she runs a blog called fellowship of the vegetable free plug free plug. oh fellowship of the vegetable all right uh, i I'm, i don't want to sleep on the sofa tonight so i have to say that <laughs> <laughs> um she actually just went to bonnaroo with 
with a friend of hers uh-huh. and they did they're vegan and gluten free and I didn't think it was possible but they ate that way all the way to Bonnaroo and then all the way back through New Orleans. That's and, awesome. Um, you know, it really inspired me to start looking at well, you know, maybe maybe it isn't so bad. Maybe it isn't so hard. And, no, it's not so hard. You just have to know what to look for. You have to know what to ask at certain places. Uh, it's something I've talked about in other episodes where it's like you know, a lot of the like Chinese and Thai places, as long as you say certain things, they know exactly what to do. Right. Um, and that's just, a, I mean, it might not be the most exciting way to travel and eat because you may be repeating some meals. But, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to do and it doesn't have to be a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and you're telling me that you're going to be going to Portland. Yeah, we're, we're definitely planning a trip to Portland and we're not flying. We're going to be driving. So Oh, so, okay. So yeah. are you going to do, do you have any stops planned along the way? No, we're still at the very beginning of, uh, of doing it. We, we used to live in San Francisco. So oh, great. we've got some friends up there. We want to check out some places uh, in the South Bay. Um, oh, I'm sorry, the Peninsula area mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, up in the city. And then we'll move on to Portland from there. Great. But, um, uh, San Francisco, I've talked about it before. Great town. Great food. Yeah. Uh, sirens going on. Hope everything's all right. All right. No worries. No worries. All right. So They're not uh, coming for us. Yeah. So San Francisco is great. And Portland is obviously just one of those American vegan meccas that yeah. we all love and can rely on. Um, Voodoo Donuts. Got to check that out. Uh, do you, and you don't have any plans yet for, for Portland? No. So we, um, the way that we tend to travel is we, t- we do it like Columbus style, um, <laughs> where we just like to go someplace and then figure out where we're going from there and then say we discovered it. You know, yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Good plan. Good yeah, plan. So um, we do, we've had a lot of suggestions. We know that there's a lot of vegan options up there, but we'll, we'll probably take it um, you know, on the fly when we get there. Yeah. I, I mean... Anything you're in the mood for, you'll be able to find pretty easily. That's one thing about Portland that you won't be able to say about a lot of other places. It's just like, spin yourself around and start walking and you'll hit something good. Yeah. And the other cool thing about that is, as a photographer, um, you know, I I mainly focus on food photography now. Mm -hmm. But as a photographer, you have to, in order to keep your main thing dialed in, you have to look almost everywhere for compositional ideas. And when you travel to a new place you get all of these different shapes, all of these different, you know, structures and, you know, in LA you drive around and everything kind of looks similar, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you go to Portland, I'm sure it's going to be different. When you're in San Francisco, mm-hmm. you've got tall buildings that are condensed into one place. So you get these different compositional ideas that can be pulled into your main focus. So, um, I'll go there and rattle off 200 pictures while we're walking around looking for a vegan place mm-hmm. too. And that, that really helps me as a, as an artist to figure that out. Does your wife ever get uh, aggravated when it's just like, ah, put the camera down already? Um, so I, my job as a photographer is to find out exactly what point she's going to stab me in the, in the <laughs> neck with a fork and uh-huh. then stop about a second before that. Good. Yeah. So that's that's really the main thrust of my job. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, the worst... So. What, we make a lot of food at home now, mm-hmm. and uh, we try to get really creative with the recipes. And uh, the worst um, time is when she's made food, or we've made food together, and I'm taking you know 100 pictures of it, and she's sitting behind me going, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm hungry." Yeah, I bet. Uh, do you guys make up your own recipes, or do you uh, sometimes? Do you have any favorite uh, websites or cookbooks or anything? Um, so. 
Not really. Most of the time what we're doing is we're taking like a basic idea. Like for example, we'll take a cashew uh, sauce okay. um, that, we, that I know how to make um, and we'll apply it in different ways. Like one will be gluten-free pasta, another day it'll be broccoli, and the third day we'll put it on top of, you know, some other vegetables. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like playing with those ideas and um, trying to figure out how to take two components of what we already know and combining them into one thing. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then the other thing that I've been trying to do is, um, I was telling you about stories. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to incorporate stories into my photography too. So instead of just taking a plate, a picture of a plate of food, you'll see a plate of food in a pan and then some raw vegetables behind mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Right. Implying that it went from this to this to this. Sure. You know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I just noticed that you're wearing a, a kale shirt. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> only kale can save us now. Oh, ain't it the truth? <laughs> uh, somebody, um, a pretty famous vegan fashion person, made this, and I don't remember who it is. So. Oh yeah, well if you're out there, reach out, yeah. let us know. It's pretty pretty excellent. I've noticed a lot of uh, kale is just showing up, not just in dishes, but bumper stickers and a lot of t-shirts and things like that. And it's just like, what in the world? Is it just because we're in Los Angeles? Is this happening anywhere else where like all of this kale thing is happening? I saw I a kale know. tattoo the other day. Like of the word or the actual no, the word? Somebody tattooed kale, kale to themselves. It just it was kale and then it was like um uh and it was a kale and then it had the underlying swoosh underneath <laughs> of it. I wonder if they uh went to James Spooner, the uh vegan tattoo artist in town. I heard him. He he uh he sounds really awesome. He's really awesome. I'm thinking of going back to him actually. Well, I got this arm done. Um, uh-huh. I'm thinking about getting this arm done, so maybe I'll go see. I want to talk to him. Yeah. I uh, yeah, eat some eat some delicious veggie burgers with him or something. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so with your photography so you you have your Facebook fan page and things like that. Is there a next step in mind for you? Yeah, so, um, and I'm telling you this um, a little bit prematurely. Um, okay. I maybe shouldn't say anything. I don't necessarily believe in bad karma, but uh, I'm actually, there's three cookbooks that have contacted me oh. um, it, it possibly to do photographs for their book, um, uh, which is a great, I mean, great honor for me because mm-hmm. I'm probably my worst critic and I never really believe that I'm doing all that well, you know? Uh-huh. So when people like that reach out to me and, and they say, hey, look, I'm doing this amazing thing and I, I, I want you to help me, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. That's really cool. Uh, I won't ask you to tell any more information. Don't wanna, certainly don't want to jinx anything. Yeah. Um, but that's really such a, a great honor. I mean, for somebody who is... Uh, very passionate about you know their their cookbook or their food themed book you know the images are a really important component right. and you really have to find the right person to you know convey that the the idea of the recipe or whatever they're talking about and right. you know it's you have to make people stop and look at the page and be like that is what i want exactly that, those are the things i have to do it's to a, make that cool it's a sales job right yeah. on one side you've got a spec sheet where it tells you all the components that go into making it but when you see that picture mm-hmm. that's that's the moment where you're like holy crap that mm-hmm. looks good let me go buy all of this stuff and make it and right you know that to me is where you know where the magic is that's where the selling happens well, that's cool so did you have that in mind when you kind of started doing photography again especially with food that maybe it would no you just i i just started taking so 
what happened was I started taking pictures of food and they were really crappy. And I, I showed a friend of mine my picture thinking that it was the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and she basically told me that it was absolute crap Ooh. in a nice way. And uh-huh. she said, this is what you need to do. This, 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 this. And then she gave me this big long list. And I freaking hate that. <laughs> I hate people telling me that, I, that I'm doing something wrong. So I really dove into it. And I just did it really for myself and, and kind of to show her a little bit. that. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's not an easy thing. You know, anybody thinks that they can pick up their, you know, cell phone and take a picture and it'll be amazing, but there's a lot more that goes into it. It's so much more challenging than I ever gave it credit for. Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody can put a bowl onto a a kitchen table and take a picture of it, Mm -hmm. but that's not going to be an interesting picture, most likely. And uh, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's great that people are sharing, especially vegan food, Mm -hmm. that they're eating it, but. To make a really appetizing photo is very challenging. Oh, I bet. Uh, and and just since I since I mentioned it, when you are taking pictures that are going onto Instagram, are those photos that you're taking with your phone, or are those images that you've taken with? I see you have a very nice camera with you today. Do you kind of just transfer those to your phone after you take them? And um, a little bit of both. Okay. So Instagram is. Um, Instagram is, like I said, it's kind of my public relations mm-hmm. sort of thing. So um, I'll put snapshots walking around. Like last night, I put one up of the sunset. I put one up of the shojin menu. I put mm-hmm. one up of some of the things we were eating. But I kind of feel, I feel like it robs the experience of other diners when I'm pulling out this big DSLR and taking pictures mm-hmm. and asking my wife to hold the LED light up next oh, to it. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So a lot of those are going to be from my phone. But the um, you should notice a relatively large difference between... Uh, the ones taken from my phone and the ones taken with the DSLR, mm-hmm. um, they'll be much crisper, much brighter, right? You know, much better. Well, I mean, them. when you're looking at something like Instagram, you don't have the option to enlarge or zoom in or anything like that. Right. And yeah, if you go to, I guess, your website or Facebook page, that's when you can see, I guess, those DSLR images and really start in, to drool over them. Yeah, in full resolution, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, just thinking about it, it's making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. So you, you, how frequently do you say that you do the food photography? Because it seems like you're posting stuff almost every day. I try to do something every day. Uh-huh. Um, there's a, Malcolm Gladwell put out a book, um, you know, and one of the things about success, and one of the things in there is you have to do something for 10,000 hours before you're really a, uh, you know, really an expert at it. Huh. And, um, God damn it, I want to be an expert as soon as possible. So. Yeah. <laughs> Get those 10,000 hours over with, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, every time, every day um, when I set up the camera and I set up the lights and, and I, you know, put up the reflectors and I get the shot that I want, I learn something different. I learn something newer. And, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's really great to be involved with something that I'm learning from every day. Right. So. Well, that's pretty exciting. And uh, your website is... I'm, I'm drawing a bit of like zombie. So, okay. So All right. the main site is zombieyephotography.com. However, uh, to jump straight to the food stuff and skip all the fashion stuff that's in there, uh-huh. it's ze-photo.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, everyone should definitely check that out. Yeah, it's a, it's cool. I also do a blog in there too where I talk about... Um, it's, it's more camera related than mm-hmm. vegan related. Right, but. yeah. I, that makes sense because if you were also like reviewing the food that you're photographing, it's maybe taking it away from your your focus. I mean, clearly you're gonna have opinions about the food that you've you've photographed and everything, right. but 
Uh, yeah. I will tell you a little, a little backs, uh, you know, a backstage secret here. Yes. Uh, a couple of the dishes that I've made looked fantastic, tasted like shit. Oh really? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Stuff so, that you've made, yeah. Stuff, okay. that, I, stuff that I've made personally, mm-hmm. like uh, it just didn't work out as well as I wanted. Right. To. So, uh, how long have you lived in Los Angeles? Two years uh, and a couple months. Okay. And uh, how long have you been vegan? I've been vegan for one year, and well, my my anniversary is April first. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Uh, so. What was it like transitioning? Were you vegetarian beforehand, or no? This is kind of an interesting story. Oh, so good. Um, That's why you're here. <laughs> so my wife, uh, uh, she went vegan about a year before me, mm-hmm. and uh, instead of being, um, you know, really hard and saying, "Oh, you should do it. Too. You should do it too," she just let me do my thing. Everything mm-hmm. that was made at home was 100 percent vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, I went out and did my thing during the day, and I was kind of. Um, not apathetic, but I just it just wasn't really something that I thought I really wanted to do. I really mm-hmm. liked going out and, you know, I liked my diet and that kind of stuff. But um, I was getting, like, headaches. I had some digestion problems. I had all this stuff going on. So about uh, about a year after she went vegan, about mid-March, I, uh, I said to myself, well, I'm going to try it, but I don't want to sell her yet because mm-hmm. I don't want, you know, I don't want her to, if I change In my mind. In case you fail, yeah. not fail, yeah, change your mind. And, yeah. I didn't want her to get disappointed or I didn't want her mm-hmm. to, you know, feel, you know, whatever. So, uh, and I said, you know, by the end of March, if I, if I can keep it up, I'm going to continue to, you know, I'll tell her and I'll, mm-hmm. continue, I'll come out of the vegan closet, yes. if you will. So, um, <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Uh, go on. So, um, so I did it and I, I instantly, my migraines went away within that two week period. Uh-huh. Uh, most of the digestive problems that I had went away. But really what I noticed immediately was my energy level tripled. It's crazy, it's right? It's crazy. So I was like, God, this is, this is for me. I have to do this. I mean, I feel really great. So I waited to the end of the month, month and on the uh, first day of April, which, by the way, is April 1st, right. I came to my wife and said, hey, by the way, I've been vegan for two weeks. I, I wanted to let you know. And she refused to believe me. <laughs> oh, that's great. She absolutely refused to believe that me. That would be a cruel joke. Yeah, it really yeah. would. I didn't even occur to me that it was April 4th. Oh, <laughs> man, that's so funny. It's, it's really funny the way that you phrase a lot of stuff. Too. Well, first of all, my thing, like, you know, I gave myself a month trial and that month has just never ended, and it's been five, four years and change, four and a half years, something yeah. like that. And um, yeah, it's it's just the changes, the instant changes. You never would believe that something like that could that could happen. Just the energy levels. You you know, I was vegetarian for about a year before I became vegan, and I just felt like I was being slowed down internally by dairy. Yeah. And then once that got out of there, it was just like whoa huge change well i was going to try vegetarian first but i know me and what would happen mm-hmm. would be that instead of eating meat i would be eating like five times the cheese exactly and that's what happened to me and it, it was just like this is not working and i right. knew that i'd eventually be vegan um but another thing that you said is really funny when you said that you came out of the, the vegan closet um i always say that like you know i came out as a vegan and mm-hmm. to, you know and it's uh it's yeah it's really funny because it's something that not a lot of people uh, I mean, it's becoming more and more socially acceptable, but it's something that people don't always understand. And you have to, you know, you can get kind of nervous and you can feel like 
you're doing something, maybe it's wrong just because everybody else doesn't think that way. So it's just like a, a, a barrier that you have to break down and right. just be like, just so you guys know, um, I don't want to make this weird, but I'm vegan yeah. and I don't want it to, it's not going to affect you guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's such an interesting thing. Um, but it's, it's the kind of thing where if it works for you, it's just wonderful. Right. And, uh, and I'm glad that you have not only made that decision for yourself and, and that you're happy with it, but that you are sharing your experiences with, with a lot of people and, you know, through your, through your photography. And, it, and that's, I think, really, really cool. Um, and I bet it also helped that you were living in Los Angeles. It, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. <laughs> it didn't hurt that A, I had a, a uh, you know, I was living in Los Angeles. Mm. B, I had a wife that had been Right. Doing... And you had already known that vegan food can be amazing. Right. Yeah. The first time I was taken to uh, Native Foods, I had absolutely no confidence that I was going to enjoy it at all. Uh. And I got the, uh, the portobello mushroom mm -hmm. sandwich or portobello sausage sandwich. Right. And even as a non-vegan at the time, I was so satisfied with that that I would actually jones for it. Yeah. I would, I would go back Native and Native Foods it. is pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's actually pretty thrilling that places like Native Foods and Veggie Grill are really expanding. And, uh, you know, not only just getting recognized, but just popping up in other states and things like that. And hopefully they just keep on spreading. And, yeah. you know, more, peop more people can access this great vegan pretty much fast food, you know, the same way that, you know, we can here. Right. Uh, very, very fortunate. Do you have a favorite Los Angeles uh, vegan place? It's like picking my favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have like a top three? So um, I have to put Shojin on okay. there. And right. uh, it's probably because I just ate there last night uh -huh. and I was blown away. It's still in your system. It, it's, it's still, still coursing through your veins. Yeah, I can still, I'm tingling from <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Um, we went to uh, a place called Make Cafe in Santa huh. Monica. Uh, it's in the Beverly, no, not Beverly Center, the Santa Monica Place. That's what it's called. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. And I saw your photos from that. It looked really good. Wow. Yeah. I, again, you know, this is the thing about vegan food is that it constantly surprises me. Uh -huh. um, so we went there. I found out it was a raw place. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, great. I'm going to be eating raw kale and tomatoes all night, you know. <laughs> and uh, we went there and it was possibly the tastiest food i've eaten since going vegan really they had this uh lasagna um that was amazing it was like a i, I, I put a picture up on it mm -hmm. It was like a cucumber lasagna with vegan cheese and all this other mm -hmm. kind of stuff stunning they had um uh i forget what they're called but like these purple wrap things that okay had like ginger foam on them ginger foam yeah just, i gotta go there yeah we should go together. I'll take you out. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, I want to actually go back there and talk to the manager and see if they'll let me photograph their food um, for their website or oh, something. Oh, definitely. They, um, they're, not only is the food great, but the presentation yeah. is awesome. And that place is called Make? Make. It's M-A-K-E. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Uh, and, okay, that's two. One more. One more. Um, I got to go with, uh... all right, I'm going to go with something a little different on this one. Lucifer's Pizza. Lucifer's Pizza? Yeah. Okay. All right. Have, were you always a pizza guy? Always a pizza. I'm from the East Coast. So, so am I. So the pizza, the pizza thing. So Lucifer's is what does it for you. Do you get it spicy? Because that's their I get their my, thing. Uh, medium. You get medium spice. Yeah. Uh, they, were they use, they use Dea, I believe. They they use daya, but it's balanced correctly. So a lot of, mm. like, a, like, a, like a lot of the vegan 
pizza places, mm-hmm. what they do is they they think it's the same as regular cheese, so they yeah. just pile it on, and it's like too much, and you're like, yeah, and you're yeah, yeah. To chew your way through all the day. Where Lucifer's, they get it just right. Uh, I re- recently was at a friend's place, and we were making a pizza, and I mixed half Dea with half Follow Your Heart. Mm. And I love, each one of them has its own special thing. And I've talked about this before. Uh, You know, where Dea has the consistency and the stretch and things like that, Follow Your Heart to me has the flavor. And the two of them combined, it's incredible. Uh, I I always love experimenting with mixing the different ones. They always bring... I don't know. It's it's always an adventure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lucifer's. Lucifer's is really good. Really so good. where are you from originally? New Jersey. Where in New Jersey? South Jersey. Cherry Hill. Okay. Haddonfield. I'm Lomax. from uh, Cranford, New Jersey. Oh, no way. Yeah. So uh, just a little further up north. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. You lost your accent too. Yeah. <laughs> good for us. You uh, asked me earlier if I wanted water. I would have never picked you from New yes, Jersey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That is a wonderful compliment. Um, and then you moved to San Francisco? No, I've got kind of a zigzag thing. Um, I moved from South Jersey to New York. Okay. Uh, I lived in New York City for a couple of years. Um, transferred to San Diego, which is where I met Kylie, my wife. Okay. Uh, we moved to Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Sure. Uh, hated it there. Um, believe it or not, it actually snows and gets cold there. <laughs> Crazy. Go Colorado? Figure, right? <laughs> Uh, so we moved from there to San Francisco. We lived there for six years, I think it was, uh-huh. and then we moved to LA. And then you find your way over here. Very cool. And I think we're home now. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. Um, all right. We've been talking a lot about food, and I think that it's time that we start to snack on some. All right. Uh, you brought a whole bag of stuff. I brought a bag of stuff. All right. I'm, we'll not, tra- I'm not looking to change the world here. I'm not expecting that anything in here is going to be okay. something completely different. Yeah. I just want to know, what are your favorite things to snack on? So, um, so I'm not exact. I eat healthy. Uh-huh. Like the the actual meal part of my meal is generally mm-hmm. very healthy. The snack part, not so much. <laughs> That's all right. So um, we're all allowed to you know explore our cravings. Oh oh, this is great because on the last episode, okay, this so this is the Earth Balance Vegan Aged White Cheddar Popcorn. On the last episode, we had the aged white cheddar puffs mm-hmm. oh. so i have not had the popcorn and you got the puffs too <laughs> all right cool. i always go between the two the so, puffs are great i have not had the popcorn um so what i wanted to tell you what i was going to kind of surprise you with this is okay. uh, we're going to eat these today um i'm assuming this isn't going to go up tonight right uh i was thinking maybe wednesday okay before you put it up i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, take some really good pictures of this and you can put them up and you can have them. that'd be great put them up that'd be great them. So okay, so we got let's let's just crack this open. I uh, I remember when I was in high school, probably I would eat that like smart food white cheddar popcorn mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, so I haven't had anything like that in a in a long long time. So all right, I used to love that stuff, and finding this was like this is I mean Earth Balance just started doing this. I mean they've really stepped up their game. Oh, it's it's identical. Yep. To, how do they do that? I don't know. I it's could, such a specific flavor. I oh. could literally eat this entire bag. This um, is a gigantic bag. Yeah. I see these bags at like the supermarket and I get intimidated because yeah. they're so enormous. But you can I, literally, I will sit down um, when I'm when I'm done with everything and I'm editing my photos. Mm-hmm. I'll sit down with a bag of this. 
I'll open it up, and by the time I'm finished, it'll be gone. And I don't understand physically <laughs> how that happens. But yeah, <laughs> where it all goes. Yeah. Uh, this, I'm gonna grab a few But these more. are great because they're not only vegan; they're gluten free. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- like I said, there's no trans fat. They're non-GMO. No GMO. I mean, yeah. it's it's like everything. If you're gonna eat crap, you might as well eat really good crap. Yeah. Another thing about this, though, the packaging itself, you would never see it and think like, oh, that's like, I wouldn't call it a health food, but like that's vegan or that's not, I don't know, mainstream. You, mm-hmm. you see it and you're like, oh, cool, you know, aged white cheddar popcorn, because the word vegan is actually smaller. The word flavor after uh, vegan aged white cheddar is also smaller. So you see aged white cheddar popcorn. You don't think twice about it if you're, you know, not looking for something vegan. Right. And, you know, who would, who would know? Who so would care? Something that I've noticed in, uh, in vegan food over the past, I don't know, six months or so, mm-hmm. is that I've, I've, maybe this is just me noticing it for the first time. I don't know. But I've been seeing the words plant-based diet uh-huh. yeah, instead of vegan on a lot of packaging. I think it's really smart. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think vegan starts to alienate some, some people. Yeah, it's... It's one of those things, it's just a, a word that's just, through history, has kind of had a, a certain, I don't know, mindset attached to it, where you see or hear the word vegan, and unless you are or you're very familiar with it, it's like, you're a what? Yeah. What's that? I don't understand. And then it, if you say plant-based, then oh, it's, you okay. know. I think it also has... Uh, yeah. A somewhat negative connotation mm-hmm. in some people's minds too, much like like PETA does, mm-hmm. where PETA does some really amazing things to help animals. Like they really do some like mm-hmm. great things. But all people remember is that you know they launch themselves into buildings or whatever it is. Yeah, that they do. Those guys are pretty crazy. Yeah. I I mean, I absolutely respect what they do. Some of their practices I think are not, you know, what I would what I would go for, but. Yeah. I, uh, you know, they're, they're fighting a good fight. Yeah. You know, whether, whether you like the way they do it or not. Yeah, but, I agree. Uh, this stuff's amazing. Yeah. Big, Let's big not eat the entire bag uh, right now. <laughs> Maybe later. Uh, what else, what else we got? So when I'm, uh, making dinner uh-huh. and I need just something to, you know, I'm, I'm starving and I just need something to get me through that won't fill me up. I love oh, these. Great. Yeah, this is just um, seaweed. Yeah, sea tangle snacks, vegan Korean nori. This is good stuff. It buys me 20 minutes, exactly. Like when I'm starving, it'll really? buy me 20 minutes before I lose my mind. You can set, you can set a timer. I, you can really set minutes. a timer on it, yeah. Snack on it like a chip. So That's I, what it says in the back. So I just want to tell you, um, about 2 o'clock this morning, um, I freaked out. I mean, I, I, I've read all these labels before, uh-huh. but I freaked out. I'm like, what if I go on to a podcast and it turns out that something's not vegan? So I uh-huh. went through and read all the labels all over Yeah, it again. says vegan Korean nori on it, but I don't think that they make this in a way that's not vegan. Yeah. But this one just happens to say it. Shall we bust this open? Sure. Yeah. Let's have ourselves a little nori. It'll be a nice, uh, salty Yeah, bridge. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've actually been trying to figure out a way to photograph these, and it's, it's like... It's <laughs> You'll so figure it out. I think that maybe if you do it, you know, with something else. Yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Love this stuff. This is the kind of thing where it's like you either love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So good. But it's a perfect snack if you love it and don't hate it. 
Uh, do you have any, are there any snacks that you can think of where you feel like you're supposed to like it, but you're just like, ah, oh, I just you, can't. You've actually talked about this before. I cannot get into kale chips. I can't Very do interesting. it. That's another one. You either love it or you hate yeah, it. I just can't uh, do it. I could get into every kale chip <laughs> and I'll be a happy guy. So you're doing the, uh, swimming in kale yeah, chips? Yeah, making kale chip angels. Uh, <laughs> it's... I don't know. I, you know, it's not every single one. I, I prefer the ones that have like nutritional yeast in them or something that's got like a cheesy-ish kind of flavor. Oh, right. um, but I mean, you clearly like kale. You're, I love kale. You're all about it with the clothing that you wear. Don't know. <laughs> but just the chip. Just like, don't get in the chips. What is it for you? Is it the consistency? Like, you know, um, since it's dried? I don't know. I'd have to eat one to really specify why I don't like it. I, I won't just, force you to eat yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm even have any around. around. <laughs> I'm not going to ambush you. Yeah. Um, and then talking about snacks that I don't like, mm-hmm. um, this isn't really a snack, it's more of a vegetable, but I hate carrots. Really? I hate them. I, I, there's two things uh, in life that I just cannot stand. It's carrots and the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you're gonna get kicked out of California for saying that. I know, I know. <laughs> Seriously, it's like getting a cactus shoved into my ear. I just, oh, I can't, no. I can't do it. All right, uh, but carrots, it's just they've got too much attitude. Whoa, too much attitude. Nothing deserves to be that orange. Wow, nothing deserves to be that orange. <laughs> that's bold, a, bold that's words. A, that's a bold statement. I that guess. was a very bold statement. Uh, when was the last time you ate a carrot? Um, Fifteen years ago. <laughs> Oh, how do you know you're not gonna maybe change your mind one day? I might. I did that with uh, olives. Actually, I didn't eat them until really? I was thirty. I said I'm not gonna eat an olive until my thirtieth birthday. What? And um, it was because they looked amazing, and I was like, well, I want to. I don't want to do everything amazing when I'm young. So on my thirtieth birthday, I'll eat an olive. And uh, <laughs> I, don't, I know. I, I know. Like, don't is, even understand. This is the the warped mind of Jeff Salad. <laughs> Um, and I did, and I absolutely love olives. I, I what's what's your favorite type of olive? Black, black olives. Yep, I love them on pizza. Yeah. Black olive pizza. Yep, so good. Extra, extra, extra. So you get that pop of like. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I really like um, Cruiser Pizza when when they do black mm-hmm. olives on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's so, Cruiser Pizza is good too. Cruiser mm-hmm. Pizza is really good. Lucifer's or Cruisers? I have to get back to you. On There's that one. A, yeah, it's a lot of good vegan pizza out here, man. Um, and now, do you? So you lived in New York, but you weren't vegan at the time. No. Uh, do you remember eating at any vegan places when you were there? No, no. This was um, thirteen years ago at this point. So yeah. It was, all right. And I wasn't in a financial position to buy anything other than ramen noodles. Really, yep. So. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to our next snack. All right. These. Um, I was actually at the store um, buying uh, some stuff, and I came across these things. Um, oh. Yeah, and uh, there was this um, real cute girl sitting there squeezing fruit into a cup, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll hear what she has to say. So, um, and uh, I tried them. And You're going to have to plug your wife's website again yeah, for saying fellowship that. fellowshipofthevegetable.com. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, but uh, she, she poured these into a cup, and they were really good. And I was like, well, you know, this is a really great snack. And then I thought about you and... Oh, awesome. This is uh, a company called Homemade Harvey. Yeah. Crushed fruit snack made with organic... This is mango, pineapple, passion fruit. And what's that one? This one is banana, strawberry, kiwi. Um, Whoa. According to the label, it's 100% fruit, organic, 
uh, organic banana, organic strawberry, and the kiwi, interestingly enough, uh, is not organic, and I don't know why that is, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know too much about growing kiwi and how that would, I don't know, why they would maybe do that. Maybe I'll get some little glasses for us. Yeah. We can squeeze those into that. Um, so where, where did you find these? These were at Whole Foods. Leave it to Whole Foods. And those Whole Foods are popping up everywhere. More and more every day. All right. So I'm going to open this up. These are in these little, like, pouch-type things. Oh, yeah. That is pretty cool. There's also something that's really fun about drinking something from this type of pouch. It's like a toothpaste. It's Yeah, it's less like a Capri Sun. And more like, yeah, more like a toothpaste kind of tube. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I would never think to package something in this, but... But it's kind of cool. If you want to go on a hike or something, you don't have to have a big bottle. You can just... Right. That's out. actually perfect. I like how it says, 100% pure fruit, 0% bad stuff. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go... For, I've got the mango pineapple passion fruit. That's delicious. It's all in my mustache now. Yeah. <laughs> so these are also um, one of the things that the... Um, it's like a puree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can freeze these and mm -hmm. then take them out with you. And as they cool off, you can you know, pull them out. Uh, I don't know. Good stuff. I really enjoyed them. That's delicious. Um, homemade Harvey is always free from added sugars, colors, GMOs, and anything else you wouldn't feed your best friend. I, I'm a nut for good packaging, and this one's got it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, about two servings of fruit. Homemade Harvey handpicks deliciously ripe fruits and blends them into the freshest tasting chewable snack. Chewable snack. Oh, yeah, sure. With antioxidants, vitamins A and C. Um, no peels, pits, bruising, or sticky fingers. Take that, traditional ways of eating fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, I really like eating peaches, but sometimes they're just way too much of a disaster that you really have to plan your whole day around it. It's like, too. I want to eat this peach, but I can't eat it in, you know, two hours from now because I'm going to be in a place where it's just not going to be manageable. Right, right. You really have to, you know, you have to be home alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to gotta plan that out. Um, there's nothing worse than watching somebody eat a peach who you wouldn't want to see eating Ugh. a peach. <laughs> oh, thank you for the visual. <laughs> I'm now going to be stuck with that all day. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, but not really. Oh, man. Uh, these rotten teeth. and oh. uh, You know, we can change the subject. Um, so, yeah, everyone look out for these homemade Harveys. I wonder why, they, why it's homemade Harvey. Maybe some guy named Harvey. Made it in his home. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could be it. Maybe, that's, maybe Harvey's the name of that cute girl who is squeezing it into some little cups. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, let's see. Um, this is the second to last one. Um, the last one being my favorite of all time. Okay. But real easy. Oh. This is just when you're working or whatever, I just pulled out a thing of peanut butter uh, filled uh, pretzel nuggets. Yeah. HK Anderson peanut butter filled nuggets. Um, simple, easy, yum. Yeah, uh, I really like... Uh, Trader Joe's has has theirs. You can find these pretty much any grocery store, and they are so good. Um, 
yeah, I feel like my my pretzel intake in the past ten years is probably ninety eight percent these. Mm -hmm. So good, peanut butter. You've heard me talk about it. Love peanut butter. You can combine it with almost anything; it'll be good. I mean, this, this is just a very basic, basic thing. You can find it anywhere. Yeah, and that's why I picked it because um, if you know, if you're not in LA and you know you're in somewhere in you know backwoods mm -hmm. Iowa and you're looking for a snack and you need something that's healthy and, and good that you can just pop in your mouth, these are so good. Yeah, uh, great road trip food too. Yeah. The only problem is that um, everybody knows and recognizes the shape. So if you bring them to work, you probably won't have them for very long. <laughs> Although that your desk will be point. really popular for the morning. Yeah. Whereas um, if you bring nori in, people might just be like, uh, uh, you enjoy that. Yeah, damn vegans. <laughs> you crazy <laughs> vegan. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, uh, I need to wash it down with some of this homemade Harvey. Yeah, so this is another uh, another one of my editing foods. When I'm editing photos, I'll just have a, a jar of these sitting next to me. That's great, and that's exactly why uh, you know I, I I love having you here and talking about these snacks because there's always a time for snacking. Everybody, no matter what you do, there's always that thing that you do where you just while you're doing it, you love to snack on something. Right. Uh, for me, it's everything. Uh, you know. The only thing that I don't snack during is meals. Mm -hmm. I'm eating meals then. Yeah. I'll snack any other time of the day. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's a testament to both of us that we don't weigh about 900 pounds. That's, yeah. Well, that's another thing. You know, vegans, people when they think vegan think like, oh man, these malnourished people who weigh nothing. And it's like, there are such a thing as fat vegans. Yes, there are. Uh, you, you know, we're t we were talking about pizza before. You eat too much of that stuff, you become a fat vegan. Um, you eat all of these snacks that you brought in one sitting, you're a fat vegan. Um, just because we're not eating meat and dairy and things like that doesn't mean that uh, we're super skinny all the time. But you just do it smart. Yep. You snack smart. That's another thing, though, that I learned. I, actually, I actually weighed a lot more than I do right now before I went vegan. Mm -hmm. And within the first three months, I just naturally dropped about 25 pounds. Yeah. But one thing that one thing that I found through my journey through veganism is that it's allowed me to be more comfortable with, you know, the static me. Um, and that's not. I'm not the person that has a six pack. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm, I'm five foot five. I'm not that tall. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I'm. I'm much more confident and comfortable with who I am now that I have this thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it's really helped empower me a lot. Right. Well, you also know that like inside things are probably working a little bit better than they were before. Right. And yeah. It just, I think that also there's something to be said, and this is a much bigger argument, but when you're eating things like, uh, Dairy, and I, I'm not saying this about all dairy, because there's certainly some, you know, better dairy stuff for you, or meats, same thing applies, but hormones that you're, that you're putting into your body, and just like the natural hormones, even if it is organic type stuff, natural hormones that are coming from animals, uh, they affect the way that you think and the way that you feel. Right. And I know that for me, I am... I'm going to say a, must, a much less angry person, whereas I have to say I never get angry 
in the past four years, I haven't been angry, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, I mean, there could be a lot of things that are contributing to that, but I know that I don't have this, these, these chemicals and these hormones coming into my body that are, are foreign to it. Right. Um, also, another thing that could be contributing to that is my compassion. You know, being, being vegan, you are in some way an animal rights activist mm -hmm. and you, your brain works a little bit differently and you think about things a little bit differently and, and how you are affecting everything else around you, whether it's people or animals or things like that. And your, your brain kind of retrains itself to just be more compassionate. Right. Uh, yeah. So I think that kind of goes along with what you're saying, just about feeling better about yourself where, you know, maybe it's just you're not having mood uh, de-elevators. Is that a word? I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll Let's just go with it. Uh, yeah, there's nothing that's uh, negatively affecting your, your mood, your, right. your natural chemicals in your body. So Yeah, I agree with uh, that. It's, it's a cool thing. I, I mean, I feel like everybody should uh, try at least incorporating more of a vegan diet if they're going through difficult times or, you right. know, anything like that. Cause it's really going to change the way that you feel. It really should be the first step. I mean, when, you know, going back to before I went vegan, um, I went to the doctor a number of times about migraines. I, I mm -hmm. would get migraines twice a week and they would, they would leave me, um, basically incapable of doing anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it was really challenging to, to work or do anything. And the, uh, the approach was, well, we don't know what's wrong with you, but here, take this medicine. Uh, oh, but yeah. this medicine has these side effects. Uh, so you can give you another medicine to take care of the side effects. But that medicine has these. And it turns into this daisy chain of you know taking drugs to fix drugs to fix drugs when um, you know the things that I have control over are what I put into my body mm -hmm. and then what I do to my body as far as exercise and that kind of stuff. And just changing that should be the first step. I mean, I don't, I don't know why that isn't common sense, but it doesn't seem. To yeah, be. you know, I hear more and more people saying like, you know, if there's something wrong, the first thing you should think about is what you're eating. Uh, keep a log, you know, see what makes you feel certain ways. Right. And uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm never going to say that veganism is the answer to every problem of course not yeah that would just be wrong and terrible but uh it's it's something to consider it's you know think even if you've been if say you're 50 years old and you've been eating meat with every meal and the idea of not doing that is crazy to you you know think about how you've been feeling you know with your uh your health and everything and maybe changing it up a little bit and seeing if it makes you feel any better. It's, you know, it, it, there comes a time when you have to really consider that what you've been doing for a long time may be wrong. And for all we know, veganism is the wrong thing to do. Right. But for now, it's working. It's so, at least worth trying. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to forget. We have one more snack. In let's there. do it. How do you want to handle this? Just grab two spoons. Okay. And um, grab those things. Tell me, tell me what, we're, what we're doing here. So uh, this is my all-time favorite snack. Um, I know that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that like fancy desserts. There's a lot of people that like you know all kinds of you know different things. For me, one of my favorite things in the world to eat is raw cookie dough. I just absolutely love it. And uh, we found uh, at Whole Foods this, um, this brand that makes a pre-made uh, vegan cookie dough in a little plastic container. It's and crack these open. 
um, we cooked them at first, and uh, we went to um, I forget where we went, but uh, somebody mentioned that people were um, eating them raw. And okay, I, and I tried it, and I don't cook them at all anymore. I just really? take them straight out of the container. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, where vegan cookie dough differs from you know your traditional cookie dough is that there's no raw egg in this, right. <laughs> obviously. So you're not going to be facing that dilemma. Um, yeah, cookie dough is awesome. I haven't had raw cookie dough in so long. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, where is this one from? This is Eat Pastry Cookie Dough. The packaging is so cool. Um, made it a dedicated vegan facility. I'm trying to see like where they operate from. Because I did an episode in Austin, Texas with uh, Celeste's Best. And that's uh, an Austin-based vegan cookie dough company mm -hmm. that does this type of thing uh which one do i have just you have the plain yeah chocolate chip and then i got there's nothing plain about it no no, no. that's another thing but when I... if if people say like what kind of pizza do you want like plain it's like no, no. there's nothing plain about that no, pizza no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i got you peanut butter too because i know that you like peanut butter you're a gentleman oh it's a little bit melted because it's been in my car but that's quite all right isn't it amazing oh it's so good all right, Jeff, you've you've jinxed us, and we are gonna walk out of this place ninety pounds heavier. <laughs> um, I just I love that, and I love the fact that you're not gonna get salmonella from eating it. Right. I, I love that it doesn't have to be you know scorching, freezing cold, or else mm -hmm. you know something bad could happen. Um, and the other cool thing about it is that. What I might do is I might take a spoonful or two and just put it in my mouth and leave it there mm -hmm. and just kind of let it soak and marinate for a while. So oh, that is delicious. Yeah. It's always fun to hear how people like to eat certain things. All right, I'm going for this peanut butter one now. And then the cool thing about it, too, is that you don't necessarily have to eat it this way. You can put it on celery. You can go grab, um, spec <laughs> you know those speculos cookies oh, from Trader Joe's? They're incredible. Dip those in this. Oh, this peanut butter one is... Out of control. Oh, Jeff, you're a maniac. <laughs> yeah, I always I see this a lot. I think they might sell this at um, locally, which is a, a market nearby that I've talked about a lot. I got one of their badass breakfast breakfast sandwiches this morning, which is one of my weekend rituals, and um, I believe they sell this there. Yeah. So good. We got this at uh, Whole Foods in West LA. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I don't know why that particular Whole Foods is so vegan friendly, but they've got so many vegan options. Which there. one is that? Because I know that there's the one in Mar Vista. No, this one's north of that. This one's up okay. by uh, UCLA. Uh, okay. It's in that Westwood area. Yeah, gotcha. Um, they always have um, uh, vegan chocolate chip uh, pre or already made cookies. Um, uh -huh. They've got the cookie dough here. They've got, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of stuff in that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good. A little bit goes a long way, but yeah, this is such good stuff. Um, before we wrap things up, I need to make sure that people know how to find your amazing photographs. Uh, so, if you're an Instagram user, it's just G Souder, mm -hmm. S O U D E R. Yep. And uh, you said Z E dash photography dot com dash photo dot dash photo dot com. Yeah. And um, your Facebook fan page. It's just uh, facebook.com uh, slash zombie eye photography. Okay, cool. And you were telling me before we started recording that you had been a Twitter 
user, <laughs> but not so much anymore. Do you want to talk about that quickly before we wrap up? Yeah, you know, it's just a funny story. I uh, I started on Twitter about 2008. I'm going to eat some more of this cookie dough while you're yeah, talking. Sure, sure. And um, I, uh, I started telling one-line jokes um, with people like, you know, Bad Banana and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, who else is it? Uh, Sween, you know, all the, the really big uh, comedians on Twitter now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, for the longest time, I was doing really well. And I got, um, somehow I got the attention of Maxim Magazine. Oh, yeah? And they put me in their magazine, and I got like 30,000 followers overnight. It was, oh, weird. It was pretty crazy. And then uh, Twitter put me on their suggested uh, user list. So for years, I was doing this, and I just, I kind of just lost focus on it. I just, mm. I didn't really, like, I'm, I still have funny thoughts. I just don't feel like putting them on Twitter anymore. I just didn't really like it. So I recently changed my format to um, to support my Instagram mm-hmm. and my and my blog and that kind of stuff. Wasn't expecting um, the onslaught of uh, abuse, huge from, backlash. Yeah, from my oh, quote unquote no. fans. Oh no. <laughs> So I'm getting things like, you're not funny anymore, and uh, damn vegans, and, and that kind of stuff. Oh, so, no. It's kind of embarrassing. Best to just leave that yeah, alone then. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I'm still on there. You can still follow me, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't read it very often. So. Cool. Uh, well, before we completely finish up, is, do you have any last thoughts, anything that you wanted to talk about? Uh, no. Um, you know, I, uh, I hope that um, my photographs can help make vegan the the vegan diet a little bit more accessible and that's the whole goal right if you're absolutely if if you're listening to this and you are somebody who's just curious about veganism and and wonder if it's going to be a good decision for you just take a look at some of these photographs and you will be craving this food instantly um and and everybody should you know email me uh, vegansnackattack at gmail dot com if you want any more information about any of the places that we've talked about or if you just want links to any of the stuff that uh, Jeff and I have been talking about and follow me on Twitter at vegansnacker uh, that's a key my friend a separate Twitter account for your vegan stuff uh, that's that's what I do <laughs> I leave all the, the the jokes for another one yeah. so. Um, yeah, so people should definitely follow you on Instagram and become a fan of yours on Facebook because you do you do great work and and I'll be crossing my fingers that you know these these books work out and that more things like that happen in the future because uh, you do you do good work you're doing uh, you're doing a good thing. Thank you. All right, well, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah, no problem.